himself, you know what I mean? Gary, Indiana. Not far from here, you know that, right? What'd you say? Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Yo. 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 <laughs> That's my Jada kiss. My Jada. Even though you're not on this song. You should be. No, I mean, face on this song. Yeah. Killer Mike is on this song. It pushes T's on this song. That's Man, Freddie Gibbs is, is the shit. He's a spitter, for sure. I don't listen to a lot of his music all the time, but... <laughs> but when I do, it's always good. It's always good. You know, there's, so, there's too much out there. But anyway, what's up, y'all? This is Tressy. This is Cedric. And this is Ben. And we are Through the Crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it. Y'all know what we coming out of. Straight out we of VSOP. recording straight from VSOP Studios. Yes. You know it. Yo, it's been... Yo, oh, shit. Here comes it's been a... I want that. Make money. I want to put that on the board. Make money. Make money. Make money. That'd be dope. All right, man. We have been off for, what, like a week? We've been kind of dropping week, o- week over week. Every man, other I've week. drank every day. For the last week. For real? But no you've been running, noticed. though. Yeah, and I, Tell and the I, people I, what's going on. So I started running, yo. I had some ice cream the other day, and I was like, man, mm-hmm. I need to work that shit off. <laughs> How much ice cream did you eat? Like the whole pint? It was like two little mochis. Oh. Well, but then I also had a Red Bull and a uh-huh. ginger ale and a bunch of other foods. Why are you drinking foods, that shit? Because it's there. Uh. And I was like, I can't keep doing this yeah. shit. So I fucking put on, laced up my Ultra Boosts. Ultra Boosts. And I ran. Yeah. And I ran. And I ran. Where'd you get those like shoes from? Yo, we need to get... We the need internet. To get internet. Internet. <laughs> Fairly odd parents. That's where I got them from. Internet. But yeah. So he's been running. I've been running. I've been running, you know, just, just trying to be healthy. You know, I'm in my 30s and shit. And I noticed... I noticed, even with rappers, yo, like... When they hit 30, that's when they decide that, oh, well, now I want to hit the gym. Drake is fucking huge. Busta Rhymes is fucking huge. Oh. Dr. Dre hit 40, and he got fucking huge. 50 Cent's always been big, but he just keeps getting bigger. Like all these rappers. They get old, and they're like, I'm going to start hitting the gym. So you know what? I'm trying to get arms like Busta Rhymes. It's next. Busta Rhymes is, like, gross-looking fat, though. Well, Not I, fat, like... No, just, like, yeah, like, thick. Yeah, it's and that it's crazy. thick. I, <laughs> I just I, I don't want you to get Buster Rhymes. You, you seen his neck? Yeah, I don't need. We don't need all that. That motherfucker look like a Koopa neck. Trooper from looking fucking, like fucking Juggernaut up in yeah, this bitch. I, you got a <laughs> bitch with me? What? <laughs> oh shit! Well, you know what? We always have the same shit going on. We ain't gonna you know disappoint you guys. I know you guys are ready for that verse, so let's get into it. All right, yeah. verses coming from me. Verses coming from the Cedrico of Puerto Rico. Oh. It's all America. It's all good. What up? <laughs> they had slaves too. What's going on, guys? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Racist as shit. That's a monkey reference, guys. Uh-huh. So here we are uh, with the verse of the week. I'm just going to start it off. If it seems too obvious for me, please let me know. Um, for some of you listening, it won't be obvious for Tressie because she probably won't get it. Got it. Let's go. 
Damn. He always throwing shots at me, though, bro. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm I'm just, you know, Tressie won't get it. It's going to be obvious, but Tressie won't get it. There you go. Having fun, Iki. All right. <laughs> Ooh, racist monkey. If I could start from scratch, I wouldn't change shit. Same red bandana, same four-fifth. Same G-Wagon, same hood rat bitch. Workers in the kitchen cooking up my shit. Same telephone booth, same connect. That mean the same hollow tips breaking up in my chest. Same bloody t-shirt, same address. Same dog food album banging in my take deck. Please start asking questions. All right, so that dog food album playing in my deck, tape deck. Is this person from the West Coast? Yes. Is it game? It is game. Damn, yeah, I knew it. What's the song? Oh, was it so obvious? What's the song? I don't know the song. I what's think the oh, album? The documentary. All right, what's the song? I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of it. Same thing. Nah, 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 nah. Is it? It's it's like a his play on Still Dre or whatever, I think, isn't it? Is it? Oh, that was a question. I, I I don't know what was going on in his head when he was making this song to know if it was... I'm so tired of Cedric right now. His like, uh, interpolation of Still Dre. <clears throat> Does everybody know that? I hope everybody knows that. Cedric is a fucking asshole. Is mm. a fucking asshole? It's game. Same. Uh, uh. Is there a feature on that song? Yeah, there's somebody singing the hook. Is that person from America? Mm. I don't think so. Okay. Sounds like Ben has it. Is it, was it One Love? No. One Blood? It's not. No, it's not One Blood. Okay. One Blood! Blood, 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 Oh my God, we, we do not need that from Cedric ever again. I can't remember what the name of the song is. I said the name of the song. Yeah? In In the verse. <laughs> I knew it was game. <clears throat> no, that, that was really good. Do you just want the name of the song? Yeah. You want it? Uh, start from scratch. Oh, start if from scratch. If I can start my life from scratch. I don't uh, know the song like that. Oh, shit. I fuck, I fuck with documentary hard back in the day. I don't know documentary oh. like that. I know games flow, and it, there was a lot of cl- clues in there. So this this was... Uh, was his, like, drunken song. He was, like, in the song, he was... Audibly drunk mm. and drinking, like you heard bottles clanking. Mm-hmm. If I start from scratch, I wouldn't change shit. And it's like the way he's rapping is in that kind of drunken voice, which we also saw Kendrick do right. yeah. on uh, you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a thing that people do. I watched that video the other day. It's, it's for what is it? God is gangster. Yeah, God is gangster. Yeah, it's like a compilation. Like, yeah, it's good. It's good, mm-hmm. but it's just like this song. So it's it's game having his drunken thoughts. Mm-hmm. So got it. It was a song that stuck out to me, and you know we're having beers today. We don't always have I know. beers, so I we said, don't. "Fuck it, why not?" So I mean, we don't. We're not sure how long most of you guys have been with us, but me and Cedric, we used to start this shit off with a shot every time, and and a beer crack, and a beer, yeah. Um, and we have grown <laughs> to be more adult about things and not drink on every podcast. But and now today, we're running. We're, yeah, we're running. We're I, running I just now. bought a yeah. treadmill. Cedric. Oh! <laughs> Shit, you grown no, up. it was used. Oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> Which means I still need to lubricate it. 
<laughs> I have so many things I want to say. Yes, but uh, but we're not one of those twenty five no, states. So. No, we are not one of those twenty five states. Did you guys know? Fun fact: in twenty five states, you can still marry your cousin, first cousin, first cousin, excuse legally, me. legally. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> literally, y'all have fucking crazy kids. <laughs> Oh, God. Life is ridiculous. And that's the verse. And that was the verse. Oh. I pressed some different buttons today. <laughs> nice little twist there. <laughs> All right. So what have we got in trending music? Trending music. We've got, uh, well, let's just start off with Lizzo, Truth Hurts. Truth Hurts. Which is a song that is several years old. But is now number one and has been number one for six consecutive weeks. It is knocking on the heels. I I, I mixed two euphemisms together. Yes. That's fine. Knocking <laughs> on the door and what's the other one? Nipping the heels? at the heels. Nipping at the heels. Yes, there you it's, go. It's, it's knocking on the heels. <laughs> it's nipping at the door <laughs> of Iggy Azalea's "Fancy," which is actually the longest running number one f- number one from a female solo artist. Which is wow. Super. That's ridiculous. fascinating in itself. Yes. Yes, because you know Iggy's broken down doors for us. Yeah, you know she's she's super. (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen Ben's face when I said that. I'm like, (laughs) did did I miss something? We talking about Iggy Pop? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, that was great. His face was like, oh hell no. Yeah, literally. All all you old people know where this song is. Where the Jingle meme is from right. Young people have no idea. Um, <laughs> but but anyway. yeah, it's she. She literally she she broke down a lot of doors. Right, it's so many, so many, so many s- doors. Okay, I can't even fuck with that. No, she did not. But <laughs> Miss, you know, check the stats. Nicki Minaj has not beat Iggy Azalea on this record yet. Mm. Well, I'd rather have Lizzo. Oh, beat this oh, record 100%. And Iggy's old petty ass was like, go stream Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello's song. And I What is that song? I fucking, I don't know. What is it? Um, it's the song that's number two on the charts, right? Yes, so Senorita. She's, so she's telling people to stream the number two song to dethrone Lizzo. Mm-hmm. How fucking petty is that? That's petty. Like, if, I, don't, I don't understand this woman. And I think that's probably why T.I. recently was like, I don't know what I he was did doing say that. with this bitch. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. And then he looks at his bank account and he goes, oh, oh yeah, yeah that's what I was doing. Got it. <laughs> but Got yeah, so it. shout out to Lizzo, because I'm 100% that bitch, even when I'm crying crazy. Aww. Yeah, I got... What did she say? Yeah, I got four problems. That's the human in me. Bling, bling, nah, 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 nah. You could have had a bad bitch. That's my favorite shit. I think it's everyone's favorite shit, but like, Lizzo's just amazing. She's great. She's, she's great. super talented, and she deserves talented everything she's getting. AF. All right, so what else is trending in music? The baby. Hey. He dropped Kirk. Which was Named good. Named after his dad. Yes. It was that bad. intro was amazing. He he had a few songs in there, like two or three songs, where he actually went introspective and talked about some real shit. And then he had a bunch of just fun The Baby songs on there. So it was, you know, overall. You know, decent, decent release, mm-hmm. and uh, debut number one, hundred and fifty equivalent units sold, hundred fifty thousand. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> he sold hundred and fifty records. No. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that boy good. his car. <laughs> <laughs> He's not too short, but hundred and fifty 
thousand. Yeah, that's that's good numbers right there. That's man. solid. That's solid. In 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 today's day and age, you go over a hundred for a debut, you're you're having a good week. Mm-hmm. And the baby got his. And I appreciate that he got his off the strength of intro, which is Basically. an introspective song, which is great. Right. I mean, this is uh I think I said this in the chat when we were um talking about this. I was like, this is exactly what I want to hear from Megan the Stallion. Like having that Ugh. same side, like, sorry, y'all, we're drinking, so I'm trying to burp off mic. But anyway, <laughs> um, but that's like that's what I really wanted to see, like from the baby, and he gave that to us. Like he gave, he let us know that he's got that um, self awareness and that and that yes. that way to um, like dig deep. Because you guys know that that's how I, I like my artists. I like my artists to be self aware and reflective, and. To have him be able to drop bop and then also have the intro. Right. It's amazing. And, the vibes and I love, yeah, and, yeah, like I just love how he starts. That's how he starts it off. Like, yo, this is what was happening when I fucking went number one and all this shit. And that shit was crazy. Like, I was trying to plan funerals during this and that. Like, and he it, named it's crazy. It Kurt. Like, he, he named, named it, it Kurt. Named it after his yeah. dad. Like, that, that is just amazing. So, but shout no. out to him for having having those, those, uh, having that, that type of sales. Wow. You know, Megan releases a song with her boyfriend about how good his penis is and how good her pussy is. I have is. not heard that song. It's not very good. It's not? It's not, and it has me worried. It has me worried that Megan is just going to be a 2019 artist, and then we forget about her. I'm just, oh. I'm just calling you it. Heard, you heard I'm it here it. first. It's a rap. I don't know, I don't know if it's a rap for it's her. It's a rap. I hope it's not. I think... I love her. I yeah. love what she represents, but it's a rap. Yeah, we're not sure. Um, what else is happening here? Oh, yeah, Young M.A., who made my disappointing list last year? Yes, actually came out with a. She dropped her album, mm-hmm. her story. Mm-hmm. Her good. story in the making because she had her story before, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It's yeah. her first full length out actual album. It's not a mixtape. Right. It's right. not a right. EP or this is her album. Right. It's pretty good. Debuted number uh, sixteen, I believe. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, she made it top in, twenty in, in the top twenty. Yeah, that's not bad at all. She getting some money, and you know what I like about her story is that like she she didn't, um, and I wasn't trying to say hey that's a double entendre because I was trying to say her story like in interesting because uh, I got bars, <sighs> bars. Uh, <laughs> got bars when I don't even know it. Hey, <laughs> but what's interesting about her story is like she could have dropped her album when um when she was popping like what is it like, a couple years ago, two years, two ago. years ago. Ooh, like, was number yeah. one like two years ago. Yeah, and she could have dropped it then, but she was like, I was going through some real things, and I had to take some time for myself, and and I had to drop this album when it was ready, when it was done. Like, and she, and the thing is, is that that's how you know there's a good like she's. Ne- I don't think I've ever questioned her artistry. No, like I think she's always. I don't, I question her staying power for sure, but. I've never questioned her artistry, and I think that's that's something that's really good. And this actually shows that she's got she might have some staying power. Uh, no, you know for sure because like like the baby, mm-hmm. she also has several introspective tracks. Yes, where you can see variety mm-hmm. in the topics that mm-hmm. she that she touches on in mm-hmm. her music. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like she. She does have some depth to her. Right. Which you need depth to have staying power. You can't just be a surface rapper forever. No, you need complexity. You need something. You need mm-hmm. you need different facets, not just your right. style or your flow or your music, right. but so you as a person, so people can have something to keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, look at Snoop, bro. Like, Snoop right. has been the fucking pothead for forever, but then he gives you Snoop Lion. Right. And then he fucking gives you gospel Snoop, and then he fucking gives you... What the fuck was that other weird shit I don't he know. was doing? They weren't that good, like reggae. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of random <laughs> shit yeah, he does, he, right? Yeah, he does that. Mm-hmm. You need something different, right? So, so shout Megan out to does her, that. Oh God, here we go. The Megan slander. I don't know if I'll, I'll, I'll take. No, it. I, dude. If Megan was in here right now, there would be no slander. No, I know there wouldn't. <laughs> and <laughs> you it's would not it, slander her to her face. But it's not slander. It's, no, it's, it's not. Just, it's, it's just it's criticism. A, it's criticism. It is what it is. I know. Girl, just do more. Yeah. That's it. It's my advice. Do mm-hmm. more. Fuck less. Great. All right. So. <laughs> fuck less. What the fuck? Don't get mad. I can't. You ain't... I'm old and bitter. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm married. Come on now. Fuck less. <laughs> He's stupid. All right. Well, that was the trending music. Let's go ahead and get into this hip hop cafe. I forgot the do. Oh well, stopped it too early. But anyway, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Let's start that over. Hip hop cafe. Who do we have this week? We've got Danny Brown, Detroit rapper, TV show host on Vice TV, and, and guy known for getting his dick sucked on, on stage, stage while rapping and not stopping or missing a beat. Woo! This album is called, you know what I'm saying? Mama. <laughs> it's, it's not mama. You know what I'm saying? Mama. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But yes, it's called, you know what I'm saying? So, yes. Executively produced by one of your favorites. One of my faves, Q-Tip. Q-Tip, yes. yes. So why don't you just, why was don't you touch it? on a little bit of that? Because I, if you guys have been listening to us for a while, you probably know how I feel about Danny Brown. Um, this is a guy who, Came out onto the scene initially as kind of a backpack rapper, but he also had a lot of sh- street talk in his in his lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, his first really big song, I think, was was uh, "Growing Up." Yeah, and then I think that's where what uh, the song that I heard. Yeah, and then he kind of went off into his kind of EDM rap slash drug rap phase. Because he's right. known for being an alcoholic. He's mm-hmm. known for doing a lot of drugs. A lot of pills and everything. A lot of pills and shit. Before, before it was this popular. new wave. Right, yeah. before it was the thing. He was wearing skinny jeans and getting booed out of clubs for wearing skinny jeans before that shit was popping. So this guy's actually been somewhat of a trendsetter in some of the more, like, negative sides of hip-hop, if you want to be, like, a hip-hop purist right. type shit. <laughs> but... The fact but that he, he still him. he still raps about what he raps about right. and just being himself mm-hmm. is is definitely legit. And being from Oakland, him being from Detroit, there's some weird like there's semblance always, with those cities. Yeah. So uh, there's always been a connection for me mm-hmm. to his music. And he's progressed over the years. You know, he had Triple X mixtape, and then he had the album um, uh, Old. Yeah. And, and then, then he Atrocity. had Atrocity Exhibition. I thought was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And then he had this one. So, Tressie, I know you love Q-Tip. I know you love that type of music. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to get your take on this album that was curated. Even from Daniel Brown himself, he mm-hmm. said, I was just the actor in this. This was Q-Tip's movie. So I'd love to get your take on Q-Tip's vision for your this vision? project. Yeah, um, I think it was interesting to hear him on this side of the tracks. I guess you could say because Q-tip. Uh, 
Danny, actually. Or Danny, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't listen to a lot of Danny Brown, but from what I know about him, he likes very eccentric type of beats, like very, very, like out there type of stuff. This was very, yes. this isn't, this wasn't out there. This was super, I wouldn't say like safe, but um, this was, uh, it was like more like niche, more like um, in a certain direction, like, yes. like kind of like a fork in the road or, or parallel to, or not parallel, fork in the road to like what he's normally known for doing. Um, it was, I, I loved how the album started out with Change Up. Um, that song was pretty good, but as I got, got through the album, it was kind of weird to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you it know? is. Um, it's not normal. It, it's just, it, it was like, you have to get used to hearing him on this, in, in this, in this realm. And I was not used to that. Um, I also never really listened to Danny, like, like intently, and I tried to do that on this project because I don't, I can't remember if we did atrocity, atrocity, um, ex, ex, I can't even fucking say it. Exhibition. We've been drinking. <laughs> um, uh, but for this project, it was very interesting to hear what he was talking about. Very interesting to hear the the what he chose to talk about on certain soundscapes. Um, you know, just just it was new for me. Everything okay. was new. Um. Do you, I will, do you, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I will say, first listen, I did not like it. Okay. Um, going through it again, I think it was like my second or third listen, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like, there's some beats that grew on me. Um, um, yeah, like, I, I'm not sure if I'd, I, I didn't really like the title track that much either. Got it, yeah. Uh, when it, The first time around, I, the title track was was kind of like, eh, what is this? And then the second or third time around, I was like, okay, I get it. So, like, I feel like if this was my introduction to Danny Brown, I wouldn't stay. But if I, But I feel like this is definitely for Danny Brown fans. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting that you say those things. Mm-hmm. Because, in my opinion, Danny Brown has kind of made a name for himself as being kind of the alternative rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of people who are kind of in that realm, I don't I don't know, because we definitely didn't talk about it, but JPEG Mafia just released uh, a project. Mm-hmm. And it's just some weird rap shit. I mean, this is kind of... he's Daniel Brown has always been on some weird rap shit. And he's been... Um, he's been... known for rapping over weird beats... Mm-hmm. Atrocity Exhibition has had some of the craziest beats, crazy time signatures. I know we've talked about it before. Yes, yes. Like, he's rapped on different time signatures, 7, 8, 6, 8, um, just to say he can do it and other rappers mm-hmm. can't. And for me, I think one of the things that makes this record really sound really different mm-hmm. when it comes to hip-hop right. is the drums appear to be an afterthought. Throughout the whole project, the drums are an afterthought. Hmm. There's only maybe three or four songs where there's consistent drums throughout the entire song. For the majority of the songs, Danny Brown is rapping over maybe just a kick drum or maybe just a really muffled hi-hat. There's some songs that have no snare. There's no snare throughout some of these songs. Right. And I feel like... That's partially Q-Tip working his artisticness, trying to be a little artsy, but it's also showcasing Danny Brown 
as a rapper who can literally rap on anything. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of the things that I have liked about Danny Brown. It keeps you, me coming back ra- to Danny you, Brown. You think he raps well on anything? I mean, no. Okay. I don't think he raps well on everything. Because I feel like anybody can rap on anything. I No, I don't think no? anyone can rap over anything. Well, well, I you, don't I think mean, that. The, if we're just talking about... I think it has to be like rapping well over anything, right? Well, right. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yes, rapping well over yeah. anything. I okay. don't think it's like he's great over everything, mm-hmm. but I think he can rap. And when I say rap, I mean he can rap to a point where, oh, it's a song. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can listen to this song, listen through it, and, and mm-hmm. get what the song is giving me without me being like, oh, this is just some fucking weirdo shit. Like, there's some JPEG Mafia songs where I'm like, this is just some weirdo shit. Yeah. It, it's not bad, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I see you're just a little too artsy for me on this one. Yeah. Danny Brown, I think, kind of bridges that gap where he can rap on some songs. Like, even on on Change Up, you mm-hmm. know, he's he, the song structure and the way the drums come in, there's, 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 uh, there's a purpose to it. You know, um, when the beat actually falls out and the... The drop drops and Danny's rapping. You know, he he's changing up kind of the tone of what he's rapping about on that. Um, his flow changes a little bit, and then he's kind of got this like mantra going through the, through the chorus. You know, I will never change up. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of this time I feel like he's rapping to himself on mm-hmm. this record on a lot of songs, kind of convincing himself either not to give up or to just believe in making the music he wants to make. Mm-hmm. Or just be the person he wants to be. And I, yeah. that's kind of a common theme throughout this whole project. Uh, I, I'll piggyback on that, too. Because I think, I mean, he's 38 years old. It's it's it, This industry is not a uh, young old man's game. It's not. And I think he realizes that throughout this project. Um, I think he realizes that, um, you know, he, I mean, I think that's also like with the appearance change as well. Like getting his teeth fixed. He got cutting his teeth his hair. fixed, yep. Like I think he's like, I'm trying to mature. A bit like I, I don't think he even does as many drugs as he used to. Um, like there's a lot. Of, I mean, I don't think many people could do as many drugs as he, he used to. Yeah, true. <laughs> For that long, I think he does the normal amount of drugs. <laughs> right, now. he probably does the normal amount of drugs <laughs> right. at this point. Yeah, yeah. But I think, but I think that 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 um, the 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 internal or or like the the um the reflection is there throughout this project. I I believe. And there, I mean, one thing I appreciate about him is that there is complexity to him. Yes. Um. There, there's. He's not one thing. Like there, I feel like there's a lot of people that. Um, there's a lot of people that say, like, "Hey, um, you you have to make sure that you have like you find your niche and that that's like your lane or whatever." Um. A lot of people that have said that about like. I'm not trying to hate on him, but Vic Mensa, like he goes in different directions all the time. Can't really put him in a box or can't really, really um, decipher who he is. If I could do like the audible emoji for an eye roll, I would, <laughs> but I can't. So right. I'm just going to make this But the thing is, comment. is that like, but, thing, uh, but the thing is, I don't think Vic Mensa's um, complexity translates well. Okay. I think... Danny's does. And yeah. I think people understand it. They they feel it. I think there's an authenticity to this one. Whereas I think Vic is just interested in a lot of things and has a a, a discipline to con- like go forward these things, but I'm not sure if that's all the way no, that, him or it's the, like some some things you can feel from people and some That's things a you very can't. interesting point mm-hmm. because one of the things that draws me to Danny Brown is the authenticity. 
And it is the not just that he's an authentic person, but that it's reflective in his music. So he's not just saying he's a weird rapper or he's a different rapper, but his bars tell you he's a different rapper. Mm-hmm. Like if you were just to read a, a, a transcript of some of the bars that he puts out there, You'll be like, oh, I've never heard anyone actually say that. What did he say, Ben? He's like, I can, I can talk a, I can talk a cat off of a, uh, off, fish a off a fish truck. <laughs> like, we've all heard the, the like euphemism, like, oh, I, I could sell ice, I, to, ice to an Eskimo. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck has ever said I can talk of a cat off, off a fish, a fish truck. truck? Nobody. Mm-hmm. But you get what he's saying mm-hmm. when he says that, when you really start to get inside of this demented person's mind. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. Like mm-hmm. I I like my artists a little weird. Like mm-hmm. the most fun and interesting people are usually artists, and they're off usually a little fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And he's oh. that weirdo of rap. Okay, I, I got. I'm gonna compare him to someone you might not like this, but Eminem. It's reminded me of like okay. some early Eminem stuff. Like there's there's stories. He tells a lot of stories, just going through things, and it reminded me of like the Eminem that I liked back when he was just like. You know, it was kind of like a, a mix of, like, surreal stuff and real-life experiences. And he does some of that, too. And what one, one thing that's funny is Danny Brown will talk about something, and they'll stop and say, for real. Like, like his stripper would change. For real. L- literal change. Yeah. Yes. Literal change. I, I, I paid her in change. Yeah. And then, and then I, saw her fucking, I, saw, <laughs> I saw her doing do laundry, laundry the next morning. Like, it was fucking hilarious. Yes. Exactly. But like he, he's seen some shit, and he and one of the things he he has this more of a balance of like the good and the bad side of things. Like he'll talk about drugs, like oh I was lit, you know I was drinking every drink you could have, but then it was like oh and like the you know I, this junkie was going through this stuff and gives both sides of it. Right, that's right, one right. of the things. And then like he does, yeah. Other rappers would be like, man, I sold drugs, made this and that, and like. Danny would be like, yeah, I got locked up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kept going back in jail. You know what? Yeah, I, I think I appreciate it. It's very matter of fact. Like, it is. this happened. This is what I do. Like, and he does that throughout his interviews. He does that throughout his music. And I appreciate that. It's it's not a, it's, there's nothing that's like, there's no um, cushiony words around whatever he does, whatever he says something. It's like, I paid the stripper in change. I saw the bitch the next day at the laundromat with my fucking money that I was going to use on my laundry. <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's very matter-of-fact. It's very, like, to the point. And there's n- there we don't need those, like, cushion, like... He just gives it to us blunt. Like, and a lot of people have to cushion the fall sometimes. And I think that plays into how he is, or, or into his artistry and how he's such a good artist because... We appreciate that bluntness from somebody like him. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's as weird and, and eccentric and just out there like him, you know? Yeah. And uh, still friends with all these cool-ass, like, ASAP Rocky motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people... Tyler, like, the creator, like and, those. But that makes sense, but right? But these are some of the most authentic people in the industry, or yeah. at least to our eye, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, from what we can see and what we can feel from their music. Like, these are some of the most real people. Like, they don't fuck with that industry shit type of thing, you know? So, yeah. At the same time, I have something, like, kind of negative about this album. Ooh, bring it's, it. It's a short one. 
you yes. know, it's like half an hour, mm-hmm. only 11 songs, right? I actually appreciated yep. that. Because <laughs> I didn't want to listen to this the whole time. <laughs> Damn. But, but when you have such a... It, it didn't feel like it was as cohesive as it could have been to okay. me. Like, I really feel like... Oh, I feel you. It could have had, like, a more consistent tone because, mm-hmm. there, like, when I... It, I'm almost, like, let down once I get to the end of the album when it goes to combat. Yeah. I'm like, damn, this is a good song. It's so good. And, you know, part of it is just, like, so much a Q-tip all over that. But yeah. it shows you, like, how much could be done. And you're just like, Q-tip, you know, maybe tell him he can play with his friends on the next album. And, like, maybe you do more of, like, this this tone that you find actually really works with him. The another song that I really liked was uh, the one before that, "Shine," is great, and I felt like the album doesn't start off as strong as it could have, and it ends up like really strong. Actually, I think I would disagree. I think "Change Up" was a great strong start, but I think it got muddy in the middle. And then, to agree with what you said, it almost feels like those songs are gearing me up for something else, and it just ends. Yeah, no, so the I I feel like kind of a mix of both. Yeah. I feel like Change Up was a good intro. Mm-hmm. I feel like Combat did not sound like an outro track. To no, me. it didn't. It sounded like a cut that just could have been on the album, but it didn't right. sound like... When I heard it, I didn't hear like, okay, we're ending the album. Mm-hmm. Combat comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, dope. And then I'm like, Wait, oh. what? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to it while I was um, playing cards with my girl, and like... It stopped, and then she goes, hey, who's this? Because it was after combat, and then like, it comes on with, a like a, I think, a different person. And she goes, who's this? I was like, oh, I thought it was Danny Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, I thought it was going to keep going. So that's why I'm, I'm, I guess my critique is definitely the um, composition or whatever. You know well, what I mean? you know, let me, let me go back to a comment made earlier about the title track. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That just sounds like a Q-tip song performed by... Danny. Danny. It yeah. just sounds like, like you you know what I'm saying, sounds like a Q-tip song. That's true. With the call and response, with the kind of slow de- deliberateness of it, it's very Q-tippy. <laughs> very Q-tippy. Q-tippy. Uh, not my favorite song on the album. I not understand either, it I again. Yeah. It's like, because there are moments in this album, this is one of them on this song, where he's got these mantras going where you really feel like he's trying to reinforce to himself, like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need drugs. It's like, it's like, it's like a dude who, who like went through rehab who's like constantly trying to like positively reinforce the, their new found sobriety mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like he's, I don't want to go back. I don't want to look back. But then, fuck, what song was that? He, he has a song where he is talking about um, I think it's Best Life, where he's kind of reflecting on a lot of mistakes that were made in the past and how he doesn't want to go back to it. But yeah, then he yeah. also contradicts himself by saying, but I would totally go back because now I could do it better. And the analogy that he uses with breaking up with a girl, she goes off, he sees her again, and she's got a fatter ass and she looks better. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, fucking hell yeah, I'll smash. So to me, that's him saying... Yeah, I did all these drugs. I was running the streets. That was great and dandy. But I don't want to go back unless I can do it better. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just might. And it's like, 
I love that about him because he's so honest. He does talk about how fucked up in the drugs that he was before, how mm-hmm. he did used to sell drugs. Yeah. But then he also is honest in saying that, you know what, if it, times get hard again, I'm, I might just go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 th- I feel like that's just, that's a common thing for, especially people that live that life, that drug dealer life. Like, we hear that a lot in music where people like, like, I'll go back if I have to. Like, it's not a problem, you know? But he's made a Maybe very made specific, specific point. Yeah. Only if it comes back with a fatter ass and a tighter pussy. Mm. Would I go back and fuck it? I love you for a reason, bitch. If you don't come back better, I ain't fucking with you. I appreciate that analogy. Interesting. I, I can't remember what song it was, but he... Um... It's very misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I get it. It is, but it's, it's relatable it, but to him in his situation. So I get it. If he was a woman, he'd probably have a different version of it. No, come back with a bigger, thicker dick. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Bust my shit open. There you apparently. go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was that the song where he, he kind of talks a lot about, um, like, if he loses everything? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was kind of an interesting one. But um, I, it was also weird to me because at this point in his career, it mm-hmm. seems like he's doing better than he ever has. Like, you know, multiple streams of income kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, for sure. So it's like, it's almost like he's in the place to not go back to where he was. I mean, he he looks like a cleaned up guy. The hair and everything, you know. Um, that's, I but know. I mean, but but that's honestly someone who who has come out of rehab that are always just one decision away from being right back to where they were before. For sure. Like, it's literally like the decision is that close. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I kind of, there's some authenticity to that. It's like, I'm literally halfway in, halfway out. I might be, I might appear to be there now, but guess what, motherfuckers? I'm a real motherfucker like you. I can slip. If the ass is fat enough and the pussy's high enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a question, I have a question about change up. Um, when he goes, um, but I still bite down, clench my teeth, knuckle up. Like that just means he's about to fight, right? I think it's just about fighting. Like I'm, I'm fighting not to go back. Like I, I don't. I, I could see how that could be taken as I'm popping pills and, mm-hmm. and I'm still doing that shit. But, but in the context of wh- of the, the song, song, it I seems it's like fighting, it's right? it's more of like a fighting spirit. Okay. Like I, I even thought it was sort of getting ready for the potential fight. Yes, it's 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 that fight or flight. Like I'm not I'm not gonna run. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna take this head on. Mm-hmm. Is the way I thought about that. Um, my favorite song on this, since you know, everyone seems to be already tiring from this thing. Uh, tiring. Negro spiritual. Okay. That was that was one that I liked. You know, I I love you know Flying Lotus and JPEG Mafia being a part of this song. I think both of them kind of fit into the the weirdoness that is Danny Brown. And I think musically it's well. I think his delivery on this as well is is, is top notch. It's that flow that you like, Trusty. Stop it! You not, not this. this. Yeah, like I, he, I he finally figured out what he says. Tongue. He says step, step, step. <laughs> I love it. I love his ad lib. His ad lib is my favorite step. of all time. It's awesome. But the, the energy it's that's awesome. in it, it's it's just so you know it's Danny. Like when you hear a Danny Brown song, you know it's Danny Brown. And Negro Spiritual is one of those songs that just fits so well into his catalog. Um, so I don't know. I mean, 
What do you think about three tears? Yeah, three tears in a bucket. Three bucket. tears. I was super excited for the song. Mm-hmm. Bef- it actually released before the album dropped, mm-hmm. and I refused to listen to it. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. You no, want to listen no, to it no, in context? I want to hear it in context. And it honestly let me down a little bit. Same. Uh, I thought Danny Brown's verse was pretty damn good, but I feel like Run the Jewels just kind of phoned it in. Hmm. It, it. I think Killer Mark's sound phoned it in. LP's was all right though. And I, I don't know. And that's I, why I, I put them together. Like, yeah. I, you know, I feel like they both could have come harder. I just don't know if this was the song that they really needed to be on. Like, it sounded like a... If it sounded forced. It just didn't sound like... like too, Yeah. With those names, I expected a bigger... more. I, ex, I expected been, more outlandish lyrics, too. Because LP's known for his, like... Random, like he says some shit in one of the uh, one of the Jewels albums where he like put his dick in a in a piranha tank or something. Yeah. Like I was expecting more of those type of lyrics. But I didn't get you're it. Right, I, I, <laughs> I did. I wanted his dick in a piranha. I did. Tank. I wanted it, but I wanted something along those lines. I think what's what's interesting about that too is that it's just like Run the Jewels is an is a unique group. Yes, that has a unique sound yes. that is similar. To, and in the yeah. same lane yeah, as sure. Danny. Similar, and yeah. so when you think about this song, you think about, like, if you look at those names, like, you have high expectations. And I just don't think uh, Three Tears in the Bucket, fuck it. Like, even using that that as the chorus just didn't seem... Yeah, that the three of them together should have been able to, to iron out something mm-hmm. way more eclectic than that. Right, right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was it just, just, it was, yeah. 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 <laughs> Eek, eek. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you, so, so, Tressie, mm-hmm. going back to you again, I know the whole Q tip thing, but like, how did you think about some of the beats and the sample usage on this? I liked it. I think it, it was, I think um, Q's, Q tip's like um, decision making in regards to the sampling and stuff like that was good. I think, um, Cause it, it was it was a I don't I couldn't identify these samples you know I don't know where they're from, um, but I but they're I think it sounds very Q-tip. Yeah, you there's know? some songs that sound like that's a straight Q-tip song. Mm-hmm. It sound so like I think it, I think it's just as Danny said like letting him take the reins and and do this project and and let him like have his brainchild and just go forth and. Be prosperous. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, like, but you know, no, go ahead. The the drums. I just I just want to make sure everyone is focused on the drums. When you listen to this mm-hmm. album, listen to the drums, mm-hmm. or lack thereof, mm-hmm. or vision of, mm-hmm. or just completely not having any, or having a lot. Right. Um. So, <laughs> and I say <laughs> that because variety. because there's the drums are very strange on this album. Like I feel like it's a lot of sample drums. And they run them through a lot of filters. Like I don't, but that's that. The kicks feel punchy. It sounds, but there's no fucking hi hats. The mm-hmm. hi hats are fucking all mid, all mid range for mm-hmm. the hi hats, and the snares are not wet. They're they're pretty dry, but they're still pretty punchy, but not very low highs on it. Right. So that's, I think it's it's a it's an ode to the way that it could have been like the way that he was doing this. Like I think I feel like it's it's a very old, yes, old sounding sound. You know, and I think that's kind of what he might have been going for. Like, I'm, I mean, like he he has a track called "Savage Nomad," mm-hmm. which is an ode to uh, a gang in New York City 
from the 70s and 80s. And again, all of these aren't Q-tip. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. But he is the executive, executive producer. producer. So the overall mix, he's listening to it all the way through. Trust me, he, he's got his hands yeah, in it. Yeah, he's executive producing. I got it. But like, so for Savage Nomad, for example, it starts off with no drums. And then it comes in on drugs when he makes the Savage Nomad gang reference. And then the drums go throughout the rest of the song. And then the next song has like a drum feel to start it. And then drums throughout the whole song. And mm-hmm. then like two songs later, there are absolutely no drums. So if you catch something on this album, listen to the drums or lack thereof. Yeah, that's something I didn't really um, like highlight in my review. But that, that, that's interesting. I have to, I'll have to look back. And see what's going on with them drums. You know, I mean, uh, overall, Tressy, final thoughts? You, you know, you just got, you know, some overall, shit to say. I don't think I'd listen to this again. I was going to do it. I was going to wait until we were done with this one. Uh, you wouldn't listen to it again? I, I don't think so. It's just not my speed. Um, do you prefer 76 beats per minute? Oh, my God. Here we go. No, I'm just saying like it's 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 not like Danny Brown isn't my fave and I'm not like super into him. I mean, I don't think I can listen to his music and appreciate it, but it's just not it's not my uh my everyday. Um I appreciated the Q-Tip executive produce um production, but I th- I mean, this I think this was a good project, like a good like Thing to, to try out for him um, I think I would actually Probably listen to more things Like Atrocity Expedition uh, Expedition Exhibition <laughs> I cannot talk But like, you know what I mean um, But yeah I think I'd listen to that one More than I would listen to this one Just because this one's out of his comfort zone I think And as much as I love Q-Tip I just I, I'm not sure I think this might be too artsy for me Okay. You know what I mean? Fair enough. So, yeah. That's my that's my spiel. All I'm right. sticking to it. I mean, I, I don't think it's as good as Atrocity Exhibition. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as fluid stylistically as Atrocity Exhibition was or is. With that being said, I, I, I understand more now why Daniel Brown did a project like Old, where he separated the two albums with two different styles because he is that kind of rapper. So it is really hard to kind of put his styles together on one cohesive project that's this short. So I think Q-Tip definitely gave it a valiant effort. But I I do prefer some of the tunes and the overall aesthetics of Atrocity Exhibition over this one. But it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good. I think it's good. Cool. And that was Hip Hop Cafe. Yay. And now it's my turn to crack a beer open on the mic. Oh, do that shit. Yay. Woohoo. I'm so happy for you. All right, you ready to get into some fucking news shit? Yeah, let's do this, bitch. All right. Oh, no, I just spilled on my pants. Oh, gross. Ants in my pants make me dance. I'm just kidding. Fire ants make you dance. Fire ants. Why do we have fire ants? Oh, my God, speaking of fire, I love Breath of the Wild. 
What's, what's Breath of the Wild have to do with fire? It's fire. <laughs> it's a fire-ass video game. I thought you were, like, ref- referencing a mechanic in the game with fire. Uh, we have fire arrows, you know. <laughs> we, as in, like, you know what I'm saying, you and your fucking... Me and my guy Link. Link? Oh. We linking up, Mr. Me and, me and, me and Link, you know what I mean? There's a bar in there somewhere. Oh, linking up it. with Link. Think about it. Think about it. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a bar in there. There's, There's a, a bar, bar somewhere. Well, somebody find that bar, please. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about Miss Rihanna. Ooh, Rihanna. So, you know. Who's counting her money because that bitch rich. She's rich as a bitch. <laughs> but not as rich as uh, Travis Scott's ex. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, no one cares. in a recently released interview with Vogue magazine, Rihanna revealed her decision to turn down the opportunity to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. I couldn't dare do that. For what? She says. Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. Mm-hmm. There's things with that organization that I do not agree with at all. Right. And I was not about to go and be of service to them in any way. 100%. So, you know, with that, you know, Rihanna obviously has a few issues with the NFL. Uh, number one, a week before her song featuring Jay-Z, Run This Town, was set to be part of Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Video footage of Ray Rice, yeah. former Baltimore Ravens running back, knocking out his girlfriend in an elevator surfaced. Uh, the league decided at that point, maybe we shouldn't have Rihanna's song. You know, Rihanna being famously part of yeah. domestic violence herself mm-hmm. with Chris Brown mm-hmm. represent the league. So they they nixed it. Mm. On top of that, Rihanna has been a very open and vocal uh, supporter of Colin Kaepernick and him not being a part of the league due to his decision to kneel during the national anthem. Right. So, I mean, how are we feeling about this? I'm feeling great about this. This makes me oh, love great? Rihanna. Well, I'm feeling great I about feel her. feel great about her. Yes. Okay. <laughs> fucking fine. weirdo. No, I'm feeling great about how, um, about her stance and the, and, and, and the fact that she decided to, you know, make sure that she said this, you know? Yeah. Like, unlike Jay-Z, who decided to partner with the people, which I am still indifferent, or not indifferent, but like just... Don't know how I feel about. So, so to Rihanna's defense, the the interview was before Jay Z had announced his partnership with the NFL. That's fine. So her statements were not directly implicating yes, yes. Jay Z. I just want to yes. be. I just want to be clear. Right. I'm not. She, and I'm she not, did say what she said. I'm but saying, she was not talking about Jay Z. You can right. say everything you want to say about Jay Z, and I will too. Mm-hmm. Just give me a minute. Go ahead. And finish. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not saying that she's saying this in response to. Okay. Um, I was just saying in that contrast. this is this is awesome in contrast to Got it. what she was, what we've heard. So hearing him or hearing her say this like made me love her even more made me want to just go buy a bunch of Fenty Savage whatever the fuck that shit she got her makeup yeah her makeup or, or her makeup she's got the fucking lingerie all that shit oh like, she does have lingerie yeah. she's got a lot she's a fucking businesswoman. she's great um and it's awesome to hear people say this shit because this is what this is the reason why me and you stopped watching fucking football we understand that the stupid shit that goes on in that organization. In, in that interview, she was talking about, like, I can't support this organization that does shit like that. Right. You know? 
So I'm I'm 100 behind this this statement. That's I love it. Yeah, I mean, I am too. And there's nothing wrong with individuals making business decisions uh-huh. that are also linked with their, their moral. own morals, ideals, and, and politics mm-hmm. and values. You know, that's that's part of being a person. Right. And part of using the platform that you have to either better something or to make something worse. Right. So, 100%, bring attention to a girl, do your thing. They don't need... You need me, I don't need you. Right. 100%. So, shout out to you, girl. Do your thing, bro. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Yeah. Um... So there's a new study out called The Triumph of Injustice conducted by a University of California Berkeley economics professor uh, Emmanuel Saez and Gabrielle Zuckman. Okay. And it presents the claim that for the first time in U.S. history, billionaires paid a lower tax rate than the working class. And this was in 2018. Okay. The economists assert that the average effective, effective tax rate paid by households uh, from the top 400 families was 23%. Wealthiest families, right? The 400 wealthiest families, okay. yes. was 23%. Whereas Jesus. the bottom half of households paid 24.2%, which is, if you didn't notice, higher than what right. the top 400. <laughs> in, in, in case you're because missing you know, it there. 24 is more than 23, it okay? Is. It is. <laughs> All right. So 400 families paid more than mathematics. half of yes. the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just to put it in perspective for everyone, um, the 400 richest families in the past, let's yes. say in 1980, they paid an effective tax rate of 47%. Let's go back a little further. Right. In 1960, they paid an effective tax rate of 56%. Jesus So bring it back Christ. again, they're paying 23% now. So how does that make you feel as a regular working class individual who literally has to physically work for all of your income. Because most people, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say all of the people in the bottom 50% have zero in passive income. Meaning income that is making money for them just by being wealth. Right. So they literally have to work for everything that they have. Right. And they're paying more than people who do not have to work for the majority of their wealth. How does that make you feel? Makes me fucking frustrated as fuck. You don't sound frustrated. You sound pretty calm, actually. I don't sound calm. I'm also getting a little stuffy right now. So I don't need you to fucking be talk, telling me how I feel. You know what? You sound like you need you want to be up there with that 400 wealthiest fucking people up there having that tax rate while it's fucking working class people down here paying more tax. I just, I don't get it. Like, how does that, how does that happen? Like, how are we okay with this? So you, you asked two very good questions. How does it happen? And how are we okay with it? Right. How does it happen? Number one, um, money is speech in this country. Right. So you're allowed to purchase politicians to right. have them push legislation to right. better your own personal things. Mm-hmm. So that's how it happened. It's been happening since the 80s. Which, at that time, they were paying 47%, and now they're paying 23 So something changed within that time, right? And... Uh, why we let it happen is because we're given just enough to be complacent. Right. An iPhone is just affordable enough. It's not even fucking affordable if you think about it. But 
Like, a, what, what is the iPhone now? Like, you can get $700 off a new iPhone if you sign up now. $700 fucking dollars? Why is it... Why, why am I getting $700 off a fucking iPhone that's doing the same shit, just got two more cameras? You do the same shit that my phone does right now. I got the same update that your fucking phone has, but you want to put two more cameras on it and say, everybody, let's pay like $2,000 for this shit. It's ugly. Let's it's be real, ugly bro. As it's fuck. ugly But that's the problem. And I mean, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but here we go. This podcast is my goddamn soapbox. Tell them. This is why capitalism is so fucking weird. Tell them. We are paying for the same shit like six months down the road when they just come up with something that has a slightly better thing. You are paying upwards of like 100 to 200 to 300% more for the same shit that you've had for six months that works perfectly fucking fine. So this, you and know, everything gets the same goddamn update. I'm just talking iPhone <laughs> alone, Samsung, and all these other fucking places. It's the same shit. Same shit. It's the same shit. Same fucking shit. But it's not as publicized because not everybody. Everybody. I mean, iPhones are the thing, right? Everyone has an iPhone. A small, like sixty percent of don't. people. Sixty percent of people have. I'm. I, I'm not. In these America. are not. <laughs> Be very specific because Android has like eighty percent of the of the market right. worldwide. I, I'm not. I'm just saying uh, I, these aren't um, real uh, stats, but I'm just saying like <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying numbers, but they're not real. These aren't real. I'm gonna preface it with that, That's but I'm fine. saying like I, I hear you. You know, most the majority of people have iPhones in America. The minority does not. So, like, it's just it's interesting to hear that like we keep giving our money to these motherfuckers. So they can keep making legislation to keep us where we are. Yeah, so... uh, And nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to think about, like, all right, if they keep getting this fucking money, what are we going to do to prevent that from happening? Like, we keep having these stats and be like, man, that's crazy. So what happened uh, the other day at, uh, at, you know, that game? So Like, what? No, no, don't fucking care about that fucking game. Let's talk about this fucking shit over here. Like, do you want to... It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, squirrel, squirrel, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what they do to us. That's definitely what they do to us. And you know, a couple things into perspective, guys. The reason why the rich are now paying less is partially because of Trump's tax cuts. Yes, which promised three point one percent growth of GDP. Right, which it has not delivered on. Right, barely, barely delivered two percent. But what is what is GDP anyway? But that's a completely different story. <laughs> But then we can talk about how there are some people who are kind of trying to change this system that we live in. Right. Fundamentally. Fundamentally, for sure. Um, you know, we've got two people who are now running for president. Mm-hmm. You've got Bernie Sanders and mm-hmm. you have Elizabeth Warren. Right. Who are both fighting to kind of, you know, change the game to where we have a more progressive tax right. code. Where the richest people are taxed more than the poor. Right. Which, I mean, just makes sense to me. I don't know. It makes sense to most people because most people are poor. Right. <laughs> so, it would just make most sense. So, you know, you've got the two plans. Uh, Warren wants to tax wealth, 2% on the dollar, over $50 million, and 3% over a billion. Uh, Sanders wants to do something very similar, but it's way more progressive and there's way more brackets in his, which I'm not going to break down the nitty gritty because we'll be here fucking all night. Mm-hmm. But his his plan actually goes into more details. And it's actually, he originally talked about the plan in 97 in a book that he wrote. He actually brought up legislation in 2016 
uh, when he put forward the Medicare for All bill, which doesn't get a lot of attention, but so these the, both of these candidates are talking about a, a tax on wealth, which is what what we were talking about before, which is a lot of wealthy and rich people make money on the fact that they have money. Right. While people who don't have money make money based on the things that they can physically produce. Right. So it's, when you talk about capitalism, when you talk about socialism, those are the things that actually yeah. have meat in the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, think about it how you, how you will. Right. But if there's someone who's making money just sitting on the couch, that money should still be taxed. I, right. I feel right. I, I feel it's still it's still money they're earning. I feel like it should still be taxed. I mean, if we way. have to get our if our bonuses are taxed, exactly, then their shit should be taxed. It's just point blank period. I it's or, or stop fucking taxing my bonuses. Then <laughs> I could actually make some real money. It's my know. bonus, right? I mean, like if we, if we're just thinking, I know you said you're not going to go through like all the percentages and and the, the brackets in which uh, standards like pr- propose, but the highest tax. Is at eight percent, and again, this is a progressive tax, but this is at eight billion dollars. Right, you so, make eight billion dollars. Right, only eight percent of like. And and let's be clear, it's not make eight million. I'm not making wealth. It's, it's, it's wealth. Wealth. Excuse me. Of yes, eight billion my dollars. Right. My bad. No, no. It, I just want to make sure we're right, absolutely right, right, right. clear. Right, right, right. There's a difference between earnings and and wealth. So if you hold shares in a company worth ten billion dollars, right, then you know what you should pay taxes on that, right? You know why I I own a condo. Mm-hmm. I I pay property taxes on my condo yep. based on what my condo's worth. Yep. So my condo has a worth. It's not liquid. Nope. I don't. I can't just pull from that however many hundreds of thousands of dollars my condo's worth. Right. But I still pay taxes on it. Exactly. So you know what, rich motherfucker, you've got a portfolio worth so many billions of dollars. You should, you should pay, pay taxes, taxes on, on that, that, too. Exactly. Just like I do. Yep. Bullshit. Fucking hate it. Fucking hate this country. We are living in hell. <laughs> so, be careful. Don't say you hate this country, because they'll tell you to get out and go back to Somalia. <laughs> Somalia? That's where I'm from now? <laughs> that's what Trump said at his last I rally. He's been, he's, been keeping out, he's been keeping out Somali refugees and shit, oh, shit. which is great for the country, because they're taking all our jobs. Bullshit. Bull but, fucking shit. But yes, please, just, you know, think about wealth versus income and right. what should be taxed because we're all taxed all the time on everything that we do. Every single fucking thing. And right now, with this study, it's just shown that our tax system has gone from progressive to regressive. Yes. It's where the I poor mean, are there's an more. actually a really good... And that's a bar. Yes, <laughs> it is a bar. There's actually a really good um, visualization to see what the uh, how radically the taxes on the wealthy have fallen over the past seventy years. This guy named David Leonhart, I believe, put a uh, tweeted something out on uh, on Twitter and. You oh, he see. tweeted on Twitter. Funny. Yeah, no, tweeted on Funny Twitter. Funny how that works. Yo, I've been drinking. But, uh, <laughs> tweeting on some Twitter. <laughs> tweeting on some Twitter. Tweeting on some Twitter. Tweeting on some Twitter. Sorry, anyway. But yeah, but like you can see the total tax rate for federal, state, and um, local go so fucking far down. Like the, the highest uh, on this on this axis is about 70%. from. So it's around 70% in the 1950s. Once you get down, all the way fucking down, um, to what is it? Let me see. Is it like... 2018. 2018? It's down to like in the 20s. Yes. Like, as we just said, like it's yes. 23. So it's it's crazy to think that that's... 
And you, they weren't even making that kind of money back then. Because they weren't allowed to because the taxes capped it. Mark capped Zuckerberg it. himself mm. said billionaires shouldn't exist. Thank you. I don't think... He agreed I, with it. I don't think... And then I think um, there's also something that Bill Gates is doing. He's... he's uh, I think it's called the Billionaire Promise. There's a pledge, yeah. Mark yeah. Zuckerberg's on... The only really big, well-known billionaire that I know who has not signed that pledge, but his ex-wife did, who just got divorced and is worth the most of it. Oh, Jeff Bezos? Bezos. Bezos has not signed the pledge, but his wife, after she got divorced and took a All third of his, of his billions, signed the she pledge. said, I'm giving away half of right. my money. Like you're, Because I don't need it. I don't need it. And your kids and your family will still Great. be good with a couple million. Great. You'll, you'll be all right. Fantastic. But they're pledging this shit. Better than the bottom 50%. There's actually been studies that have been done that say once you pay your workers over $70,000 a year, $70,000, their happiness rating goes up an insignificant amount. Right? So as long as your bare minimums are met, you can buy food, have a car, go on a vacation once a year, you know, provide for your family, $70,000 a year, you're good. You're good. You're fine. Happiness does not increase much of whether you have $70,000 or $270,000. It's very interesting when you start looking at things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- this whole thing about like billionaires should not exist is kind of funny to me because some people have trouble thinking about like the the magnitude of what it is to be a billionaire. Yes. Yeah, what is a billion? Yeah. Do you remember like in the 90s when cash money came out? You're like, cash money, millionaires. Yes. And then they'd be like, about to be billionaires. I'm like... Nah, you no. know, like, ways off, bro. That's <laughs> like making a million dollars is so far from making a billion. Right. Like we can't even imagine it. Did you hear that thing about? Um, they were like, if you if you got paid five thousand dollars a week every week, uh-huh. since like the start, it was way back. This was like mm-hmm. almost like two hundred years. So you could, if you lived to be two hundred, getting paid five thousand dollars a week, you wouldn't be as rich as Jeff Bezos right now. Like, wow. Whoa. Because $5,000 a week is a lot of money. That's a... Well, what if we were making $50,000 a month? Oh! Seg motherfucking way. <laughs> That's not a segue. It's just, just literally a point of, you know... <laughs> we can talk about They're it. They're all yeah. segues now. <laughs> no, but yes. What if you were making $50,000 a month and then... Your dad just happened to be vice president? And you were just fucking it off on crack. How would you feel? You'd be Hunter Biden, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would so be Hunter Biden. <laughs> Who names your son Hunter and expects them not to be into some, some shit? So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the fact that um, Joe Biden's son was on the board of, it was a Ukrainian gas company. Did right? we talk about it last time? Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think so, right? No, I don't, I don't think we went into depth. We talked about him being on on it, but I don't. Anyway, he he went through. If you didn't hear the last episode, uh, <laughs> uh, go listen now. Subscribe, bitch. For real. Um, download all that bullshit. But Hunter Biden was on the board for a Ukrainian gas company because he's he's an expert in Ukrainian gas, natural gas, petroleum, all things, all things gas. gas. This nigga farts. <laughs> you know, what I'm, I'm an saying? expert. I'm an expert. Smell it. Pay me $50,000 a month. So I can fuck it off on crack. 
And he, leave he, my crack pipe. No, he he literally fucked it off. Like, she, Tressie's not being facetious no, for I'm once. Not. She's I'm being not. extremely literal. Yes. <laughs> this is a, he, this is a he literally, fact. <laughs> literally blew his money on crack cocaine. Crack cocaine. He left a crack fucking pipe in his rental car. And the irony of it is his dad was the author of the goddamn crime bill. Yep. Eek, eek. <laughs> eek, eek, monkeys. Um, yeah, that's great. So, so, so talking about, you know, crime bills and being black... Mm-hmm. In black crimes. Let's get into this blackface story. Yes, let's get into it. I want to know what the fuck is happening. We so, need to know. So, a Republican sheriff c- candidate in South Carolina is trying to own up to his own mistakes. In an official campaign ad posted Tuesday onto Facebook, his own <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Craig. Craig. His name's Craig. Hey, what's up, Craig? He's running for sheriff of Carlton. County, South Carolina, he lists off his perceived faults. Mm-hmm. A ticket for driving without a license. Ooh. Ooh. Getting divorced and remarried. Thank you. I, I was Sorry. waiting for that. I was, I was pausing just so All you could right, find so. the right thing. All right. Thank you. A fender bender that, that was the fault. That was his fault. And losing his temper at work. But then... He drops but the bomb. Wait, there's more. <laughs> he literally <laughs> drops an iceberg on the Titanic. And he says, Oh yeah. And I also kind of, you know, went to a party dressed in blackface. And he included a picture of it on the video. It was 10 years ago. He was a young police officer, and it was at a Halloween party. And he dressed up a as... A law enforcement Halloween party. Yes. And he that. dressed up as Big Meech. So part of the story to me, I'm glad you said that. Yes. That was definitely <laughs> right? something that stood out to me. <laughs> he made a point to say, yeah, it was a law enforcement party. And it you went a, up in, 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 in blackface and it was okay? And no one said anything? Yeah, go ahead. I, I got Nobody. my thoughts after you do this. No, that, this that's shit. it. That's, all right. That's, so that's, this, that's, this is what it is. That's, that's what I had to say. I mean, I just went, he so, went to a party in blackface, and it was a law enforcement party, and no one right. thought it was a big deal. That's not First, a big deal at all. No. I went people. there with a Who black cares? woman. He went there with, with a black, black woman. All right. So, so it's okay. So, yes, this man is ridiculous. Get him. So there's a couple things about this story. Get him. I am not opposed to somebody coming out and saying their faults. So that we can get get past them. Like, hey, 10 years ago I did this, I did that, I did that. The fact of the, of the matter of this is that he did this because... He didn't do this because he was felt wrong or felt bad or ashamed about these things. He did this because he wanted to get out ahead of it. And I think there's, there's different sentiments when it comes to things like this. Also... We all like I've done some fucked up shit as a as a as a as a twenty year old or whatever, like what? right? What'd you I do? Don't know. What's the most fucked up shit I you did? I said the F word. F A G. I don't oh. like say I don't like saying that word. It's offensive as fuck as a gay woman. I mean like, you are what you eat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. This is why we don't drink on the podcast anymore. But my thing is, it's you you put this out there so that no one else could put it on you, but you did this so fucking bad. Like you, you are not, <laughs> you are not even ashamed for doing. You justified what you were trying to do. He, he never you, said, "I'm sorry." He never said it. What he said, he said, 
I went as Big Meech because it was a law enforcement party, and he's I we wanted to I guess depict um, criminals like that are like he 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 ransacked not ransacked but like he did some bad shit to the community and to the nation. So since this was a law enforcement party, I wanted to do this, and I don't think. It was racist. He, I'm paraphrasing now, but I don't think it was racist because I showed up to this party with a black woman. Motherfucker. I did it to Are disparage you... a criminal whose actions hurt our community and country. Who that was fuck? a different time. That, that is a direct a... quote. <laughs> Ten years ago was it a different time. It was a different time. Ten years ago. Because that's how time works. <laughs> that's how fucking time works. <laughs> <sighs> So, so, so Tressie, I was going to disagree with you, but I, I waited. Yeah. And it's a different time. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? That was a different, yeah, nigga. Three seconds ago was a different time than now. Like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. You can, I, I can appreciate somebody apologizing for blackface because they weren't, they were ignorant and they were, they didn't understand it. Right. Or, and they now want to try and understand. But right. you don't want to try and understand shit. You want to get out in front of your flaws so that people can try and elect you so that you can do more fuck shit. And I, I, back then was a different time. It was okay 10 years ago. It was not okay. But it's not it's okay now. It's never been okay. It's what not are you okay talking now. About? It's never been okay. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are we saying well, right now? What he said was, today we understand that type of costume is troubling to many. It's troubling to, to many. Not to you, bitch. Not to you. To those of you, including you, Tressie, <laughs> who may be upset, I understand your disappointment, but I value honesty, so I'm opening my campaign with transparency. Uh, uh, how about opening your campaign with an apology, bitch? This is transparent as fuck, yes. Thank you for letting me know that I'm not gonna fucking vote for you if I was in Collington, wherever the fuck this... Thank you Collington, for letting me yeah. know... That you're a fucking racist bigot, whether you know it or not, because you should know. It's Bullshit. 2019, bro. And you know what? In 2009, that was post Kanye West saying George Bush doesn't care about black people. So, <laughs> motherfucker, if you didn't know by then, you're a fucking idiot. We had a black president. We, we had, had a black, black president. president. That's what Ben just said. You piece of shit. They don't change everything, man. Fuck you. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And, you know, talking about George Bush not caring about black people, mm. that actually gets us into our next fucking story. <laughs> That's a fire-ass segue. Like, we know what we're doing So here. Ellen was yeah, we invited. more often. Ellen, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking now, so we can't talk over each other. Oh. It doesn't sound good in post. Mm. All right. I'm so sorry. I'll sing you a sorry song. I'm just gonna go. Oh, I thought you were gonna go. I was so ready for You're this ready random ass song. We were about to make a random ass song. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. I wanna give you this hand to say I'm sorry too. And I love you, cousin. In 25 states, we can get married. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> We are going to stop that song. I don't have control of the board, but I need that sound right now. Oh, I don't have a rewind. Yes, you do. You have a rewind button. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have a rewind that I programmed myself. 
sorry. Um, all right. So, Ellen. Ellen. DeGeneres. Did I say her name right? DeGeneres, yes. She's like, not a degenerate. Like, but duh. Degener- Generous, yes, like the one that is generous. She's the yeah, the generous. Ellen, Ooh, okay, new rap name. That is her new name, <laughs> Ellen, the Ellen. one that is generous. Yes, was invited to attend a Cowboys game by the club's owner Jerry Jones. <laughs> Mistake number one. Who <laughs> <laughs> who 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 takes tickets from Jerry Jones? I'm sorry, I I, I need to just finish. All right, let me finish. Sorry, right, it's just <laughs> the way it started was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was seen on film enjoying her time with war criminal ex-president George W. Bush in box seats at the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. When questioned about the situation, she defended her quote-unquote friendship to Bush, who is known in 2004 to push a constitutional amendment defining marriage as between one man and one woman. When I said be kind to one another, Ellen was quoted as saying, uh-huh. I I don't mean only the people that think the same way we do. I mean be kind to everyone. All right. So, Tressy. Okay. As not just being one of these gay queer people that George Bush was trying to make unconstitutional. Okay. Because, you know, that's how he feels about things. Excuse the anger in my voice. It's not, it's just... No, it's cool. I know you ain't directing at me. It's all good. How does, you know, and with him, you know, getting us into the Iraq war, letting a whole <laughs> bunch of people down in fucking, you know, uh, Katrina, uh-huh. uh, lying about Iraq. Right. D- doing war crimes while in Iraq. Uh-huh. Oh, the... Fi- we had the, the financial collapse. Uh-huh. Motherfucker was warned about 9-11 before it happened right, and just completely right. ignored it. Got right. told about it while he's reading stories to kids at a preschool, nods right. his head and fucking keeps fucking right. reading like, oh, to the kids. All right. all right, well, fuck it. Fuck it. You know, the guy who never actually apologized for any of those things. hmm Okay. Would you call him a friend? No. He's not a friend to me. He's not a friend to my community. What community is that? Is it the gay community? Is the it black the, community, the black community? Is it, is it the human community? Yes. What, what community is it all that George Bush all, is not a friend of? All communities. No, um, this this story is kind of interesting. Um, and it's interesting when people like the elite are all like, or the elite uh, when it comes to money or whatever, like they all right. like are doing things together and be like... It's a big ass club and you ain't a part of it. Right. And... Um, like, it, it just kind of reminds me of, like, when Trump became president and mm. people were like, oh, like, Russell Simmons was like, yeah, I knew this guy, but I didn't know that, you know? Or, like, you know you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of people Epstein. that... Epstein. Epstein, too? Yeah. Like, you know, so there's a lot of people Bill that... Bill <laughs> You could keep going, you know what I mean? Like, it just... Schoolboy Q. <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Just throwing him out there, guys. Sorry. I, I, I love Schoolboy Q. He, as far as I know, he, he's he, fine. He just loves he's fat booty bitches. It's fine. We both, both <laughs> me and Ben was like, what? What? Anyway, continue but your no, point. Like, my, my thing is, is just like, what? Like, we don't know who, who people are sometimes, you know? 
And so, like, that would be, this would be excusable to me if we, if she didn't know who he was. Oh, uh, that's, that's the key, and I'm so glad you, you, you put you that in there. You know who this man is. Right. Like, if it's somebody no presents themselves to you every time the same way, like, I could present myself to you as a, a lover of black people, a lover of gay people, but I go over to these other motherfuckers and I'd be like, I am a lover of the KKK and I'm a lover of this. Like, I, I am what I present. And there's nobody looking, like, I'm not a public figure, so you don't really have much to go on when you are interacting with me. But Ellen knows what this man is. Right. I don't give a fuck what your personal relationship is. There's facts, like scientific fact. I love saying scientific fact. But there's facts about this man and who he is. Right. And I understand that we have somebody that is a lot, that is doing a lot worse or people perceive as, as doing a lot worse than than Bush. Like Bush right. is, I'd take Bush any day, like a lot of motherfuckers saying. You know I what I'm saying? I fucking hate that line right? of thinking. I right. hate that the other day, argument. Slight tangents. The other the other day, I, um, somebody had a Funko Pop. Uh, somebody, call them out. I need names, receipts. My coworker. Okay. Had a Funko Bitch. Pop, um, uh, four different uh, Fun- Funko Pop characters on there. He had the Hocus Pocus, so that those three. Yeah. And he had another one, Hillary. So I picked it up and I started flicking her in the forehead. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, you didn't like Hillary?" I was like, mm, "No." And he goes, "Oh, you were Bernie?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Did you vote?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and he was like, "Did you vote for her?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, okay. I didn't want you to be." One of those. I'm like, did you drop the facts on them? Did you drop the facts that actually more I'm Bernie supporters, supporter, supporters, supporters, Bernie supporters voted, voted. for Hillary than I didn't drop the Hillary fact. supporters voted for Shit Barack? Like that makes, especially when I'm at work, it exhausts me and I remove myself from a, a situation. But next time, drop facts and then walk the fuck out. I will. I'll try. Got it. Um, but so if you need help, like... call me. I'll Facetime him. We'll make it work. <laughs> oh shit! Where now? I'm forgetting where I was uh, going with this. Me too. Um, Segway. Yeah, but that was just one thing. But anyway, like people, you know who this person is. Right. Ellen, what are you doing? Associate, like, it, 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 to me, it's just like, are the relationships you have more important than your morals and values? And that's the question that I think about when I hear things like this. Because Ellen, we understand who she is and what she's portraying to be. You, you thought you understood. Well, 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 the thing is, is that this is what I understand. This is what I see you portray. This is how you understand it. Yes. This is how I understand yes. it. It doesn't match up when you are doing things like this. I, yes. It, I'll say part of it is um, how, how, do you, how do you deal with people when their bad actions don't affect you? There, there are a whole lot of levels true. of this. Like, okay. That's 100% um, true. You know, I'm, I'm rich enough that if people lose their health care, it doesn't, it doesn't affect, affect me. me. And right. I'm like... I will vote for somebody because they're going to lower my taxes. Or if it's like, hey, um, this person, like there's, there's a, a race between two people. And they're like, you know what? I don't really like either of them. I'm not going to do anything. Even though if that worst person gets elected, it's going to have an adverse effect on, you know, the rights X, of other y, Z, people. Right. So mm-hmm. the, this ability to take yourself out and say, like, I don't have to vote or I could vote for something that's, just barely going to help me because the effects, the negative effects won't really hit me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, let's let's bring it back to hip-hop, right? Right. Would you be hanging out at a football game with R. Kelly? No. Right? Like, like, like would no. you be, would you be hanging out? With Takashi 6 9 With Takashi 6 9 No. 
If you want I mean, your authenticity... I, I, I almost wouldn't even put Takashi in this because he, he all he did was cooperate with authorities to bring some actual criminals... But he's also criminal, a snitch. To bring some actual criminals to justice. All right? So I, I, I want to be very careful. I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. I want to be very careful about how we talk about Takashi 6ix9ine because I understand hip-hop is all about snitches yes, get yes. stitches and yes, yada, yes, yada, yes. yada. But if I live on... Maybell in Oakland. Ooh, right? got you. And there's motherfuckers going around robbing houses on Maybell in my community. And I know about it. Am I a, a gangster for stopping crime from happening in my... With people no. that, that I know? You know what I'm saying? So, Are so, you a snitch? Yeah. Am mm-hmm. I a snitch because I'm putting criminals behind bars? So I, I just, you know... Yeah, there's, there's I, levels to it. I'm not, de- I'm not defending Takashi 6 9 because right. he kind of called on to this on yes. his own. But... The, He's not making up shit that people didn't actually do. Right, for sure, for sure. These are actual criminals who did actual mm-hmm. crimes. But if right, and so the same in the same breath, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, Bill Cosby actually was raping people. Yes, right. R. Kelly was actually raping people. Mm-hmm. So six nine was a part of a system to promote himself. So I, I don't want to put him in the no, same sure. realm as gotcha. these actual criminals. Okay. Um, yeah. That's my hot take on on Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, but um, but no, like I I I feel like you have to make that distinction, right? Like like who is okay and who's not okay, right? Is 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 a convicted serial killer? Is that someone that you would sit down mm-hmm. and have Thanksgiving dinner with and bring home and and, and like you know meet your mom and sit mm-hmm. down and you know bring to your house and show them all your nice stuff, like? You you have to decide these things. You right. have to make that moral well, judgment. And I think sometimes the and and I guess going back to like the root of this um, question or root of this story with Ellen is like with with age comes wisdom, right? I hope so. <laughs> or with, or age, with age comes compliance. That's true. So to me, like I well, just my personal experience, I was anecdotal. Nobody cares. Show. <laughs> It's an inside joke. It's an inside joke to myself. Anyway, um, wow, nobody else got that. That's no, fine. did not. You said inside joke to yourself. How am I supposed to get it? If it's inside Tina got joke? it. Tina will <laughs> once she hears this. Um, but anyway, when I when I think about this, like I think about when I was in my twenties and trying to make relationships and do things, but then I eventually came to have a small group of friends. And people, they always, like, hip-hop always talks about keep your, your, your circle small. And, day one. You know, keep your day ones around you and shit like that. Like, it's because there's a lot of shit that's going on in this world, and humans are fucking shitty. We're shitty people. And if you don't, if you don't like, stick to something, if you don't have something that grounds you... Right, Which right. is why sometimes uh, I don't, I don't uh, fault people for being um, spiritual or, you know, slightly religious... Is when you you do some fuck like well that's a whole tangent right but right you know right. what I mean but and I don't fault people for for keeping their their circle small like you have to understand what centers you and that's why I again circling it back to hip hop that's why I like my artist reflective I like my artist complex because everything about that is is what Tell humans them. are you know what I mean and that's just that's just it so Ellen. If you're saying, like, be kind to people even if they don't have the same views as you, yeah, that's great. But if they don't have the same morals and values and you don't 
take that person's character into effect, into effect. Or maybe you just didn't know, but I, I actually, I'm not going to give you that out because you obviously know. Like, you can't just you can't just be going to a Dallas Cowboy game just because you want to go to a Dallas Cowboy game with this motherfucker. Like, you have to understand what your place is in this world. Uh, world. Like, you wanted this talk show. You like this life. Like, you represent something. Dude, you, you hit it directly on the head. I, I don't think I could have said it better. But, you know, through these next two minutes, I'm going to try. So... <laughs> um, cool. But no, that, that's exactly right. Like, you have to stand on something. Or you'll fall for anything. Or you'll fall for anything. I don't know who said that, but it makes sense, right? Stand for something or fall so, for anything. That's exactly right. And especially people who are in the limelight, they know this. Yeah. And I feel like she was playing cleanup because she didn't think she would get called out for being there at the game. Yep. And so now she's playing cleanup. And we have to make very clear distinctions on thought crimes and action crimes. There are two different things. Mm-hmm. All right? I can disagree with someone who might think different things than I do. You know? Me and Ben have have disagreements on foreign policy and, and other types of politics. But I know his heart's in the right place. Right. You know, I right. have... You understand his character. I have I have disagreements with other people who might think that you know what, like let's say Andrew Yang for existence, right? He thinks we should have a the the the, the whole thousand dollars per every person. I may not agree, but you know what? We're talking about policy at this point. But when you start talking about actions, that's when I feel like there has to be a distinction, and that's why I say bring up names like R. Kelly. Right. And Bill Cosby. Right. These are people who have done things that are despicable. Right. And so inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And so you have to put your foot down at some point and say, you know what? Me disagreeing on you, me disagreeing with you on you. On <laughs> right. Me disagreeing with you on whether there should be a wealth tax or not is not the same as you greenlighting. Killing a million people, right? It's 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 not equivalent. It's like, not. and don't you fucking gaslight me and try to make me feel like it is, right? Because it's not. Right. And Ellen, you're fucking gaslighting all of your fucking fans by trying to say that. Be kind. Oh, what what? We can't be friends with people who think differently than us. No, you can be friends with anyone who thinks differently th- than you. But you need to be able to draw a line in the sand and say. This is the type of person that I'm actually going to associate myself with right. based on the things that they've done. Right. Big difference. It's about Big character. Difference. It's about character. And Ellen is, you know what, this is, this is 2019. You know what that means? Cancel culture. Bitch is canceled. Oh. All right. Well, we got a question for y'all this week. Um, the question is, I mean, just based on what we just spoke about with Ellen, um, we want to know, could you be friends with someone that is cruel to other people? Uh, does someone's political stance help or hinder the likelihood of you being friends with them? Should the friendship be based on ideas or actions? Like, how much does character weigh in your decision to befriend somebody? We want to hear from y'all. So go ahead, let us know in our comments, on IG, let me know on Twitter, let us know on fucking, like, via email. Go to our website. Go to SoundCloud if you on there. Text me if you Text know me, bitch. Yeah, you go, if you know me, go ahead and tell me. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening to this fucking episode, man. This was so much fun. 
I feel like we need to drink more, but it's probably in the moment I'm thinking that and not okay. But we will. It's fine. It's cool. You guys can follow us on all social media platforms at Through the Crate, motherfucker. Again, go ahead and say it again. Through the Crate, motherfucker. And we out this motherfucks. And thanks again to VSOP Studios making us sound better, bitch. Deuces. Oh, 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 o